Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to episode three of the Traveling Marketer. And I've been away for a couple of years. Well, mainly because obviously COVID prevented me from traveling. And so now we've kind of post, we living in a post COVID environment now. We are definitely getting back into traveling. Did my um, recent international trip to Bali and I have a few other trips coming up to Singapore, the States as well as Japan and Korea. So I'm very excited to restart this podcast. I know my last episode had 100 plays, which is awesome, um, especially the fact that I didn't do any marketing on it. Um, but in this episode, I'm going to be exploring international traveling in a post-COVID environment. It's very interesting um, because obviously with COVID, a lot of rules and stuff have changed. Every country has their own rules on what you can do in terms of entering and um, being able to go into the country. So talk about, you know, Indonesia recently. Well, when we went, we needed two shots of the vaccine. But one month prior was we needed actually a booster shot. And one of my friends didn't have a booster shot. So he was panicking because obviously with the booster shot, I think you need some kind of um, time in order for it to settle in. And so um, he thought, you know, like, did he just screw up and didn't get a booster shot? But I mean, the Indonesian government changed it last second, um, so you only needed two shots. But a lot of countries are different, so every country has its own regulations. Right now, I'm planning a trip to Japan, and obviously with Japan, with kind of a very strict tourist kind of a situation where basically you can't enter the country if you don't have a tour package. Right now, they recently you know, did new guidelines around having unguided tours, which is basically, you know... Um, scheduling something within a with a tour operator or agency them having to you know organize your flights the um accommodation as well as you know a few other things they have to do um as always you know do their visa and obviously right now i think it's around fifty thousand visas the government has allowed for every month and so i'm i'm it's curious to see if they will um if this will populate or help populate japan in terms of the tourism industry um and I think personally, it probably will, um, but it probably also won't because I think a lot of people who go to Japan really like the independent style of traveling. You like no tours at all. However, obviously, Japan wants to control its um, people going into the country. But, you know, a fun fact um, for you guys out there, all the, there's actually been no reported tourists of recent times that has contracted COVID-19. And that's interesting because obviously Japan is having a very, very b bad COVID wave right now. I'm not sure how many it is right now, but stats say here, for example, at 1,476,374 cases, Japan reported the world's highest number of weekly cases during the week of August 21st, which is insane. A million cases in our current time, in a post-COVID time, is kind of insane. And so when you see those numbers and then you realize, well, there's zero tourists that have contracted COVID in, you know, Japan, it might not be, you know, it might not be actually the tourist fault. It might be, you know, Japan itself. And it's interesting that I say this because Japan is a very organized, very, um, what's the word? They're very disciplined. Like, if the government says something, they will be disciplined on it. So it's very curious that, you know, over a million cases in a week, which is insane because in Australia, we never got to that amount, obviously, population-wise. we just It'd be really hard to get to that amount, I imagine. Um, but with, I think, I think 
towards the end of the year, I hopefully it will be a lot more open and tourists are more welcome in. Obviously, um, with the unguided tours, it will help boost numbers a bit. But I think personally, um, it's going to be very interesting to see how it is, um, how it's going to be in Japan right now. But with, I mean, back to Indonesia, I mean, we had no issues getting in. There are certain situations like, which was really interesting, for example, in shopping centers, we didn't, we needed to wear a mask. And in Australia, we actually didn't need to wear masks. I mean, they're recommended, but they're not really, you know, enforced. In Indonesia, some of the more bougie shopping centers enforced mask usage, which is quite interesting. I don't know how it is across the world right now, but with the countries I've visited so far, that's how it is. It's going to be interesting when um, I visit Singapore in the coming months, um, how it's going to be there. And I'd, I'm probably going to talk about it on this podcast. Um, but, once again, I think with the international traveling right now, I mean, it's it's going to be all open, like, in, in terms of for next by next year, I reckon. Like, countries are opening up. They're realizing, you know, you just got to live with COVID at this point. And that's kind of daunting to say because, you know, we thought, you know, a couple of years ago, especially in the first wave, that, oh, we'll be, like, COVID, we'll, like, you know, it's all good. We'll manage to um, fight it. But, I mean, the main issue of COVID is it's easily transmitted. That's the thing. It's airborne. It's trans easily transmittable and easily catchable, and that's the main problem with it. Especially versus like you know other pandemics we've previously, and also it's just the fact that we just I mean we just didn't control it that well, unfortunately. And so that's just how it is. But I mean I'm pretty excited to go back traveling, to be honest, with um, especially for work as well as leisure. Um, for this podcast, obviously traveling marketer, um, two contexts: work and leisure. So hopefully we. Um, You'll stick by as I create these episodes and talk about my experiences traveling. But this podcast, I mean, sorry, this episode is just kind of to ease us back into the mood, kind of set us the mood for the rest of, you know, the next couple of years for this podcast. Um, Post-COVID environment traveling. I mean, a lot of people I know who still isn't, they're not doing it yet. Um, just because, you know, it's flights expensive. Um, it's still kind of, you know, iffy to travel to countries, still really annoying to travel to countries. Um, like, you know, being able, needing to have to plan your ent- entire itinerary, <coughs> excuse me, um, by a tourist, a tourist, tourist agency. Wait, no, that's not how it works. A travel agency, sorry. Um, it can be kind of annoying. I, I can see, like, it's not very, it's not appealing to everyone. So I can understand that. But I mean, it's just how it is in the current situation. And you just have to abide by the country's rules. Um, but I mean, going back to, you know, how my travel with Indonesia, I mean, it just didn't, it didn't feel like, apart from needing to wear masks, that it felt like, you know, people were, hurt. people weren't wearing masks, to be honest, outside of the shopping center. Everyone was pretty, you know, going back, going about their lives like normal. Um, and I think honestly, like, with that, like, first experience of, you know, international traveling outside of uh, the post, like in the post-COVID environment, it felt pretty good. It felt like um, people were pretty, like, you know, chill about it. Um, obviously, you still have to follow guidelines and stuff. You still have to sign in with their app. I don't know what their app is called. It starts with a P or PE something. Um, it's I would butcher it anyway. But anyway, th- like, we still have to follow the guidelines of, you know, every country. Um, but yeah, I found it pretty fun. I found not many things you needed to keep focused on, apart from just keeping some of the guidelines. I mean, entering the country, visa was pretty easy to get. Um... And, I mean, certain airlines are not even mandating masks on the plane anymore. I mean, you know, your, your people out there who are listening right now are going, oh, you don't need that mask anyway. But, like, I mean, it's always safe to wear one, in my opinion. Um, that's probably going to get me a lot of hate by me saying that. But that's just how it is, in my opinion, my view. Um, 
But, I mean, it's up to you how you want to deal with it. I mean, for me, I'd rather not catch it if possible. So, you know, I can stick to my traveling plans and not, you know, need, need to sit at home and quarantine for like a week or two. Um, so I'd rather keep it slightly more safe. So I don't want to be quarantined overseas because that's painful. Um, but interesting fact, actually. So this mu- this isn't really related to COVID, but we did have our, a cancellation. It's actually my first cancellation. For someone who I feel like I travel a fair bit versus the average traveler um, or average person, I this is my first cancellation, which is very surprising. I'm very you know surprised that it was my first cancellation. I was glad I was a group, with a group of friends because it would have been very painful by myself. But it was still very, very interesting. Um, I managed to you know claim everything on travel insurance, which was great. Um, something I learned is if you, if flight is canceled, do not put cancellation in your travel claim because that actually refers to your own cancellation. You actually have to put it on travel delays. I don't know how it is across the world, but at least that's what it was with the insurance provider I was using. You actually had to say that it was a travel delay, not a travel cancellation. Um, because my friend actually submitted cancellation and they were like, it's actually invalid because you're not actually canceled because you didn't cancel it. And we were like, this is really bad wording for like, you know, um, the case, you know, cancellation is cancellation, but you know how it is, it's how it is, but managed to get, you know, our money back and being canceled on a, in a area like Bali is, well, I, I could say it's very, um, hotels are much cheaper for in guidelines into the travel insurance. And so you can book actually a nice place for a night, which we did. Um, so that was always good to have, but I mean, it didn't, you know, COVID itself right now in, when how we're traveling and how and stuff like that. Yes, I think the biggest thing is you actually have to keep on guidelines and see how, like, do you have to quarantine to the country and stuff like that, especially when you're organizing holidays and, and stuff like that. So, uh, but I think, you know, countries are opening up. I mean, with Singapore, you know, last year, we would have, I would have to quarantine for a week in Singapore and there's would actually be no, like, point going there for work. And so I'm actually glad that some of these rules have laxed a bit, um, as long as, you know, you be sensible and stuff like that. So, yeah. Anyway. Hopefully this episode, it's, um, you know, gets us back into the mood of the topic of traveling in the post-COVID environment. Um, don't forget in the description to check out my YouTube. I'll be posting a ton of travel content coming up, but hopefully I'll see you in the next episode. Um, hopefully I'll be going over my trip in a bit more detail around Bali as well as my upcoming trips as well. And hopefully you have a bit more insight. Um, let me know, you know, I have an email below as well if you want to see any type of travel content. Anything you want me to talk about, I'm happy to talk about it because, you know, it's. I'm excited just to get back to traveling. So, yeah, thanks again, and I'll see you next episode.